Welcome to Stu and Pete's Conversations. I'd like to thank you all for coming out tonight. All 35,000 of you. Fantastic. All right, let's let's uh, let's move into the next one here, uh, Stu and Pete, with our friend Ad. Um, we've got some crazy stuff going on in the world today with uh, a bunch of displaced uh, Syrians, I guess. Refugees, oh. Stu. And did, yeah. you, uh, did you have something you want to talk about with that? Yeah, well, I, I read an article that there's an Egyptian billionaire who's offered to purchase some islands from Greece or Italy to try and take care of some of these refugees. But on another note, I was... I don't know if you guys have any comments on that, whether that might even work, but... Um, Canada, I wonder what you think Canada's role should be in helping with these refugees. Do you think we should bring in a lot of them, or uh, what do you think? I think we should do what we can. Yeah. Um, we're a little uh, little farther away yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, than Europe. That's, yeah. I think something like Germany was planning on taking something like almost 800, 600 or 800,000 refugees. They're planning to put billions of dollars toward it. Yeah. Um, so kudos to them for that. Yeah, six, uh, billion, six billion euros. They were going to put towards the refugees. That's, that's the stat I saw. That's a lot That's, that's lot impressive, money. man. Yeah, that's that's impressive. I don't even know what that, what that captures exactly. Is that their, you know, their health care for the rest of their the lives in Germany? Or? Well, I guess, I guess they set up uh, camps and whatnot. I don't know if they're going to be giving them residency or some kind of immigration status. I think they're mm-hmm. just there um, for the time being until... Shit calms down in that neck of the woods. Yeah. Uh, as, far, as far as the billionaire goes, uh, I don't know if he could buy an island. Where is he going to buy an island? I, oh, and just so how are these Greek islands? What kind of infrastructure are they going to have? I don't know. Apparently, this guy's good with logistics and stuff. I don't know how he made his billions. I, I, I didn't look into it as much as I maybe should have, but uh, yeah. Uh, it might not work. There might be difficult. Oh, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the Greeks are in a rough place financially, so I mean, maybe they're willing to give up an island at this point. Yeah, they, they might can, be a they smart can use move. the cash. It's true, that might be a smart move. I'll tell you one thing. I'm sure you guys have all seen uh, the picture of the dead child on the beach. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I don't mind seeing that once, and I kind of feel like that guy and I got overused, and it's all over the news, and we just constantly get that picture in our face all the time. Mm-hmm. Dead child on the beach. Dead child on the beach. Well, that's just to try and provoke some empathy, I think, to give us. You know, to make people think, well, let's let's help these people. You know? Is it that, or is it a media grab? Oh, it's a media grab too. I mean, more, yeah. Uh, for better or worse, it sounds like that that very photo triggered a lot of you know Hungary. Was it Hungary like letting in or you know dropping their borders for that one day or whatever it is for? I don't know how long they're gonna let down their um, defenses, refugee defenses, right? But they had kind of. They were holding them all back, and then the photo got dropped, and there was tons of media attention, and they, and then suddenly they kind of uh, let, let started letting them in, which which seems like a good thing. So it so know, it worked for better right? for better or worse. It seems like the photo had an effect. So you think the media did a good job there and uh, kind of shaming people in a way, being see this is what's happening. You should help. If you don't, we'll point the finger at you and we'll write a story about you and how you're not opening your borders. Mm-hmm. Much like the UK, I think the UK is saying they'll take something like. I don't know, maybe 20, 10 or 20,000, yeah. but in the next five years. Yeah, yeah, so that's pretty weak. So not even right away. Yeah, I think we should take a lot of them. I'm, that's my gut, but I'm, I know people are going to be mad when they're going to say, well, can we afford to do that? Our economy's in the tank right now, but it's not really in the tank that badly. The other thing is, uh, you know, people th- say, oh, they're going to take the Canadians' jobs, but I mean, if you really think about it, a lot of the time, immigrants that come in, they often start their own little companies and businesses, and they often provide, you know, 
Anglo-Saxon types like me with jobs anyway. So then uh, uh, they might hire me or whatever, right? Uh, <laughs> then uh, the other thing is, uh, I, I remember when I was in Brazil, my, my ex-girlfriend who's from Brazil would always tell me that uh, stray dogs were the best dogs. Like if, if you take in a stray dog that didn't have a home, they are the most obedient, hardworking dogs ever. Not like those like you know, self-entitled dogs where you buy the poodle of the, you know, from the breeder. And you like like your parents' dog? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where they just, you know, they're like, give me a treat. Give me a treat now. Yeah, I'll walk wherever I want. I'm going to lie on the couch, you know? Like, they, the, the stray dogs are, like, extremely respectful. They're the best dogs ever. More right? appreciative, perhaps. Yeah, they're way more appreciative. So maybe these people come to me all day, they would probably work like extremely hard to show their gratitude not all of them but a lot of them would I think a lot of people's concern could be that they might um, leech off of the country yeah uh, if they're not providing and, and taking from the social services a, ever so much that I actually read that um, report coming out of Pakistan yeah. that some people in Pakistan are now faking that they're Syrian refugees mm -hmm. uh, to be able to immigrate to other countries right now because they see it as an opportunity where, okay, doors are open right now. Yeah. If I get on a boat with these other Syrian refugees and maybe I get some fake documents, yeah. boom, now I'm in, the, in Canada. Maybe oh, yeah. I'm in a different country. Yeah. You know, I remember the weird tale. It just suddenly, uh, well, um, that occurred to me. I remember Mr. Latimer in high school saying he had a friend who was a teacher who had criticized, I think, Saddam Hussein or something in some journal article or something and he was in deep trouble so he uh somehow he was in spain and he was going to get deported back to iraq and he knew he was going to die if he got back to iraq so he looked at these security guards all like around the canadian embassy and he knew at the time canada had this policy of taking on refugees especially if they were going to die so apparently he just took a run for it right he knew he was going to die if he didn't do this runs at these guys with their like big guns leaps over them, smashes the glass window for the Canadian embassy, gets into Canadian territory, technically, but yeah. he was in Spain. He goes, I'm a, I'm a refugee. And then they had to take him, so they took him back to Canada, and now he's a teacher. Interesting. He's been a teacher ever since. Ballsy move. Yeah. Very ballsy. Yeah. But we don't, you know, in Canada, you know how we have that, what's it called, the Katamata, what is it, the Katamata... Well, you know that boat with a bunch of East Indians that came down? Maru? Catamaran Maru? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I can't remember how to pronounce it. I wish I could correct you on that, but Kalamazoo. Let's call it Kalamazoo. Yeah, Kalamari. That kind of taints our history. They came down, all those East Indians came down, I can't remember when it was, 1800s or something, and then they turned them back. Right. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want another episode of that. Yeah, we want to have better history books for the future. No, I did see a woman on the CBC. I'm. I think she was Quebecois. I'm not, you know, yeah. don't quote me on that. And she, yeah. you know, she said her big concern was the terrorist, uh, the terrorism. And um, the so, yeah, what do you, yeah, like uh, that a good portion of these Syrians are going to be, are going to be terrorists, obviously. You That's know, taking, taking advantage of the refugee, you know, they obviously um, are disguised themselves as a refugee. Maybe it doesn't mm -hmm. take that much. And now they have infiltrated Canada. And now they are, you know, setting up, uh, setting up little, um, gangs of terrorists. Yeah, of course. Could happen a bit, but it's, I'm not I don't really see terrorism as a big problem in this country. I don't even really think it's a big problem down in the States. I mean, the people like to talk about it like it's a big problem, but I don't think it is. And I could be completely wrong. Maybe the, the government agencies that are, uh, tasked with taking down Desmond are so good about it that we don't really hear about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I see that as more of a Middle Eastern problem. 
Mm-hmm. I think for this woman, uh, terrorist was uh, terrorist was basically an anti euphemism for for Islamic. But, uh, <laughs> that sounds more uh, more accurate. Being from that Middle East region where they're yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe there will be some increased terrorist problems, but it might even help uh, get the dialogue going because if they come here, live here realize that we're not evil you know the ones that might have been brainwashed into thinking that you know you got to take down the west you know they'll they'll have to live with us their children will be raised here they're gonna be able to think in an open dialogue not like in some of these other countries where often they're brainwashed besides i think i think isis you know their whole thing is the caliphate right i think they have to live in the caliphate so they have to stay in that region so they don't actually want to leave like they want to establish their stronghold there so i don't think i don't quite see the the Syrian terrorism element actually being a problem. You're right. One of the biggest things that's pissing me off about ISIS right now is they're going around, um, I guess, demolishing all these uh, thousands of year old artifacts and and, uh, buildings. Mm -hmm. And that just pisses me off so much. I mean, I'm a big, big, uh, I love the history, I love the travel, and uh, look at these unique places. Mm -hmm. I think they uh, destroyed a bit of part of Petra, you know, that... um, that building that was kind of built into the rock face. I think it was used in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, yeah. They were shooting rockets at it and shit and uh, yeah. having a rallies out there and just destroying all these, uh, I guess, man-made natural artifacts. And uh, Yeah. Uh, it, it pisses me off. And, you know, maybe I'm more concerned about that than the actual <laughs> people. I shouldn't be, obviously. But uh, just hearing the reports of him them destroying um, all these beautiful works of art. Yeah, they're killing, like, they're, they're destroying Babylonian and Assyrian things that are just, you know, from 5,000 years ago and yeah. stuff. The, uh, I guess it's almost, it kind of reminds me of what, you know, what the Protestant, some, some of these different um, Christian sects were doing in, like, the 1800s and 1700s. The, uh, you know, they're destroying idols, you know? Yeah. Rebelling against the Catholics by destroying their stained glass windows and stuff and going, ha, no idols. I'm doing God's work now. 